Good evening, friends and listeners, and welcome to another episode of Nerdgasm Presents Kink Quest. I am the Mupacabra. With me are two of my favorite boys. You know them, you love them. Say hello to Switch Rigs and 12 Sided Guy. Say hello, boys. Hello, my sacrifices. Thank you so much for joining us for another week. We are working our way through the acronym uh, BDSM. You are with us for bondage. You are with us for discipline and domination and submission and sadism. And hopefully you're excited like we are to talk about M this week. It's masochism. Hooray! I have a lot more to talk about in this this category than last. (laughs) I feel like I do too, right? This one... This one I have a lot of questions about, and I think I'm also still sort of learning um, where I fall within the spectrum. So um, I'm I'm excited for this week. Um, I think 12, you might be the only one that you've admitted you're not. No. You don't do pain, right? No. But, but, you know, it's not like I'm I'm unfamiliar with, uh, you know, I'm not not drowning out in this end of the pool. (laughs) I'm very tall. All right, so um, quick rundown. Just do one of you want to give us a quick rundown of what masochism is for maybe a listener that's listening for the, for the very first time and thinks, gosh, I have no idea what that word even means. I, not, I'm not going to give a good definition. Please please go ahead, 12. Uh, well, so oversimplified version is masochist is somebody who enjoys pain or discomfort. Humiliation. Humiliation's in there, too. Yeah, well, that's that falls under the, the discomfort. Well, but I think that's one that a lot of people don't think of, right? That that's kind of a part of masochism. Yes. And um, we, we talked about that a little bit last week, right? Eliciting that reaction, eliciting that, um, the embarrassment from somebody. Um, I think humiliation pushes it a little bit further in my brain. But, um, yeah, this is one of those ones that I... I did not expect to, I didn't expect it to resonate with me, I guess, because I'm kind of a baby, right? Like, I'm, I'm pretty, like, uh, when, after I had my second daughter, my um, sister-in-law had arranged uh, for me to go get a massage, right? And trying to be helpful, but not really knowing how I am, she did, like, a deep tissue massage, and the whole thing was awful. It was the worst thing ever. For me, anyway, because I'm like, this hurts. This actually physically hurts me. Like, why would anybody enjoy this? You know, meanwhile, my, you know, my ex-husband's like, why won't they go harder? (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm very, I'm kind of a baby when it comes to that sort of stuff. So I expected to be like, oh, no, that's, no, 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 no. But it turns out there's something very freeing about choosing to be in that type of pain, which I guess is, I don't know. That, I feel like maybe it's unhealthy to say that, but safe, sane, and consensual, right? Yeah, the, the humiliating part doesn't really resonate with me at all. Like, if someone starts saying things that are semi-degrading or something, <laughs> I immediately have turned off, my, my mind has turned off, and I'm walking the other way. It's just that's the part that's not for me, but the I agree with pain, you. The physical pain is more, more where I'm at. A lot of it, um, and then that's part of the you know the letting go of everything and trusting the person as well, with the amount of pain that they're dealing. 
Well, so I, go ahead. I well, that's so. You talk about trust, right? Um, I uh, well, last night at the time of recording this, um, I I have an unfortunate habit of calling people bitches, um, and I do it. I do it without even thinking about it, right? It's before I can even think about it, I'm going, listen, bitch. And I'm like, who? Oh, whoops. Um, Dress Blacks does not appreciate being called a bitch, right? I don't think it really bothers him that much, but he's got to have something, right? So um, I was up to eight last night by the time I got to visit him. Um, and it turns out eight is a big number um, when somebody is heavy handed. <laughs> eight is a very big number. It is an even bigger number when the heavy-handed person really wants to see the marks stay. And it turns out, on me, they don't. My chest will bruise like a peach. I'm pretty sure I still have a bite mark. Um, but my butt and my thighs, not taking it. Not having it. So um, he made those eight count. Like, and, 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 like, I almost cried. Like, it hurt. And it was you know again clearly like i could have you know i could have said something i didn't but like then it was one of those things where i was like i at first like i got to like two or three and i was like this is awful why do people like this and then he said good girl and i was like oh this is why people like this <laughs> i get it now there you go. all right <laughs> Of red creeping up because you know. I know. <laughs> I know. You know what's coming. And so it's like again, like a embarrassment I get. I agree with you, Switch. Humiliation is not that's not for me. But I do know, at least I've seen some people really like it, and I'm like, Hey, what whatever you, you, you like and as long as you know that they're, you know, doing it for you, more power to you at that point. Right. Because it's not for me whatsoever. And I know it stems from my childhood. My mother mm -hmm. wouldn't degrade me, but she would do that. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And yeah. why, you know, and then I would just learn to shut down so I'd stop feeling it all. So it does a reverse action for me. <laughs> well, there's, there's yeah. a, there's a Venn diagram there though, right? Like mm -hmm. this is, this is where... Certain levels of, of teasing and mocking can come in, right? Like, um, in in Hollywood, they call it um, hanging a lantern on something, right? If uh, if let's take uh, Moo here for example, yeah. Oh, there we go. See, and but but she likes the embarrassment, right? And pointing it out just makes it better for you know. Or, I don't know that I. I like the embarrassment, but I don't know. I This is going to sound very sad when I say it, and I apologize if it comes out that way, but um, I'm not used to people paying that close of attention to the way that I'm reacting to things. Um, so the fact that somebody would even notice that it, something embarrasses me, um, it makes me feel good. Um, that just okay. sounds pathetic and sad when I say it like that, but um, well, so I'm constantly amazed by people actually being aware of my reactions to things. Well, and 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 that plays actually into exactly what I was going to say is 
you know, there's you sort of spin into a cycle. You know, if I point out how much you're enjoying yourself in such a way, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, he notices, and now he's aware. I'm aware, right? And the red, the redness just creeps, and you just you're you're more and more embarrassed because I'm pointing out that you're enjoying it too much, and it's it's sort of a. Well, and I think part of it is you you learn from a young age as somebody that does get picked on. They can laugh at you or they can laugh with you. And so if you can beat them to it, they're laughing with you, not at you. And so you learn to poke fun at yourself and you learn to accept certain parts of yourself. Like, I'm well aware that some of the things that, like, that make me blush or that turn me on are not conventional. I'm also aware I'm not the only one that has those feelings. But it doesn't make it any less embarrassing, I guess. Yeah, that would make sense. And I guess, yeah, we were both kind of bullied in, in school because that kind of makes a lot more sense with a lot of that. Where that all stems from. But for me... I don't know, again, especially after last night, I don't know that it's the pain that I particularly enjoy um, as much as it's that giving up control. It's the trusting somebody else to do these things. Now, I don't have no, a ton it, of... It's the pain. It's the pain times. <laughs> <laughs> there are times where I should have said no, but um, yeah, we didn't. We, we uh, gave him maybe a yellow on it. And I was like, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> well, I, yeah. and part of that stems from the fact that the body's reaction to try and counter the pain is to release endorphins. So it's, it's where you get sub-high from. Yeah, and that's, that's a very... I agree with you, right? Because like I said, around hit two or three, I was like, hmm, this is probably... Like, I feel like this is why people call yellow. This is why people call red. And then... It literally, like, immediately, he was like, oh, good girl. And I was like, okay, never mind. We're good. We're out of yellow. You can hit me again. And I was letting hit. And I was like, four. Hey, ha. That really hurt. Four. <laughs> like, it was, that was different. And I think it's different, too, because, like, when we were at the party, mm-hmm. we did floggers. We did electricity a little bit. We did, um... There was a cane involved at some point, I think. The, there were different things. The rowing oar. And I feel like I didn't get hit with an oar. No, but you're going to. <laughs> but it's one of those things where you, you know, at that point, I don't think it was about pain. I think everybody there was more concerned with um, introducing me to things than they were actually hurting me with things. And that was something that I had talked with Dress Blacks about, as he said, well, you know, playing a little bit at a party as opposed to an actual scene where that's the goal, very different things. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we'll see, right? And then I called him a bitch eight, time over the, eight times over the course of the last week and a half, and I found out real quickly, yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah, there definitely is, um, and all that, and... With all this, there is, as we're describing, there's levels of everything that you're, you know, of masochism. You know, I know mine can go very high depending on my mood and who I'm with. I don't trust anybody 
to do what I know I would like in the end, but mm-hmm. um, and I don't do it myself either. It's it's the level of probably somebody cutting my skin mm-hmm. and literally. But I don't think that's unreasonable. No, I mean, and, we're in a, in a controlled environment. Hundred percent, yes. no. But I don't trust anybody right now because I don't know anyone that's that familiar with knives or something that and also comfortable with doing something like that mm-hmm. um i know one person but i know he's not gonna want to do that but um yeah i i it's something i'd like to experience because i know my body likes it mm-hmm. i just have to be careful with it i think it's definitely it, it goes to a level of trust that you have to have i mean and i guess for me too i, I talk all the time competency right competency is so important not just as a kink, but, um, and I guess I say not just as a kink, like the focus of a kink, but in situations where you're exploring these type of things, competency is so important because there really is a very real risk of something going wrong. Uh, you know, when we talk about even just going back to, um, not even suspension, but shibari, there's so much that can go wrong if you're not constantly paying attention and constantly checking in. And for me, like, I know, I liked the feel of the ropes. I liked the feel of that kind of almost overextension of limbs. And there's a certain level of pain, especially when it gets released, that's really beautiful in a, in a very odd way. Um, when I when I was hogtied, it wasn't so bad. But honestly, even just like I've said before, the simple when um, bunnies hands above your head hands yeah because my shoulders were too far back and so when i let it go it was like oh oh my gosh it's so much better so for me i don't even know if it's the pain so much as it's the relief from that pain 12 i feel like switch and i have talked a whole bunch and you kind of represent the other side of this coin um and i know i believe you talked about um what was the terminology you used um it wasn't service sadism but it was basically like the the idea that you become a sadist because the other person wants to experience that pain i wish i could remember the terminology you used it, me too i wish but that that's basically what it is is you know it's not necessarily from uh, a place of of wanting pain uh although mm-hmm. i i enjoy being the spice as it were um the, the spice is spicy um, you know, it's You're the as much as it is for you about giving <laughs> up control and enjoying yourself in that release of control. I I enjoyed the seizure, the seizure, the seizure of control being given control. Mm-hmm. So, how is that something that you? Because I I take it just by the way that you you've talked in the past, and also by virtue of the fact that you've showed us the ore you broke across somebody. Um, that clearly you've had to learn to become comfortable giving that to people. Um, how how did you kind of come to that? Uh, I would say that that stems largely just from uh, inherited culture in my case, uh, and particularly my father. He he was right. he was Russian military, right? So as you can imagine, he was a very strict man. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't, it, you know, it's not like, oh, I was abused, so, you know, I feel like, no, it's, I like, I don't, yes, there were problematic areas in my childhood, I don't feel abused. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So there's none of that, which you you hear of in some cases. But with that sort of influence around, you become comfortable giving orders and discipline if need be, especially since I had to raise three younger siblings, right? So I sort of inherited that role right from the get-go. Okay. Has there ever been a situation, um, and I guess I'm directing this at you too because, again, I'm still relatively new to all this. Um, Has there ever been a situation where you didn't feel comfortable um, sort of administering pain to somebody? Like, how do you recognize, because I remember um, there was a book that I was reading and I, it, it was not a fan fiction. It was an actual book. And I wish I could remember. Maybe it was a fan fiction. Shit. Um, but basically the idea of somebody recognizing that there's a difference between something you're doing for enjoyment, for kink, and there's and something that you're doing to punish yourself. Um, so maybe, like, how do you recognize that in somebody and recognize when they're doing it for their own good versus for when they're doing it to, to literally punish themselves? Well, I'm, as I've always said, that that part of the Dom's job, or the the sadist, the the lead role, uh, is is to provide boundaries for the submissive, or the, in this... uh, Yeah, pick your language, pick your flavor, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because in part, there are those who are so enamored by their particular kink or fantasy that they'll lose themselves in it despite just self-destructive behavior um you know you get you get the sort that want to live the the dog lifestyle as it were right where they're just bound and 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 kept in a cage and whatnot and that can be very destructive on a person's joints over a long period of time right but they're just so into it they don't they don't care Right, uh, you get the extreme masochists, the extreme masochists, um, and the reason I say that twice is, uh, that fellow that was lent to me over that time period when I was mm-hmm. in that house of that couple mm-hmm. that lent me their place, mm-hmm. their extra house, Yeah. um, mm-hmm. the, the submissive they lent me for that time period, he was, he wanted me to zip him up in a punching bag and use him as a punching bag. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Yeah. Right, and this is the same guy that, you know, with the judo grappling, is it's like, I'm comfortable with that, right, martial arts training, that sort of thing, I'm, I'm okay with it. You use you as a human punching bag, I, I'm right. aware of the damage I could do, I am not okay with that. Right, and that's, and that's purely just because he loves the pain and the idea of it. Also, that makes a very good point right there for anyone that's a dumb or being asked to inflict harm on somebody for their enjoyment. If you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. Yeah. If you know you're not going to be okay with it afterwards, mentally or physically, don't do it. Absolutely. Consent is a two-way street. Yeah. They may be mad or whatever or sad, but make sure you know know, you're going to be okay with it, too. Because asking someone to do what I want them to do to me eventually, that's a big one. And they have yeah. to be comfortable with that, too. I came to that realization when I was in a bad place that I do like it. 
I had mm-hmm. a big uh, bad breakup with, with one of my girlfriends. I accidentally got scratched by my cat, like that blood was coming down my arm. I was like, we're going to save that. We're going to put that away. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. I had enough mind to say, let's put it away. But we like that. Well, let's do it in a safe place. <laughs> Absolutely. How do you guys... Um... Has there ever been a situation, I guess for me, like, I, I can think of a lot of things I would be willing to explore, um, but I don't necessarily have the expertise to, to do that. Um, ha- have you guys ever had a situation where you've had to go to a partner and say, hey, I'm interested in this. Is it something we can learn about together or? Not as of yet. Um, everything's been pretty simple and easy. Uh, so far because I the pe- people I'm comfortable with um, I know Bunny is not really into doing those types of things for me so I have to ask others at this current moment um, but uh, not just yet we're, we're, we're working up to those little more for me I can't say I, I've really had that moment and I think that is in large part just because my formative years as it were were surrounded by very knowledgeable people, so I learned a lot real early on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no urge to be like, hey, this thing I don't know about would like to... It's 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 all, hey, that thing I learned back, you know. Another thing I would personally like to try is um, uh, breath play eventually. It's not something, again, that I would ever ask many people to do, because of the group I'm in, that's not it's not a thing. At least that I understand by anybody. And that's a very, very, uh, uh, you got to be very safe with that one as well. We yeah. do know some people that do it, and they do it normal, or, you know, not daily, but it's just, even the main uh, kink group that I go to is like, ugh. That's that's creepy. Well, and, <laughs> and that's a little too much. And here's something on that subject that a lot of people don't consider: is you have to vet people around the person that wants the vet the breath play, right? Or 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 the 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 consciousness play, right? Because if so, if if the person seems fine with it and they're into it and you know they're they're down, that's great. But if you piss off one of those other people. Right, uh, you know, there's a lot of, of of mental instability in the community, right? There's a lot of, of trauma, and a lot of reasons why someone could get in somebody else's ear and go, are you sure that's how it happened? Are you sure you're remembering correctly? Right, so you gotta vet, that's you gotta vet true. people around the ones that you're playing with as well, depending on, on the kink. I guess when you said breath play, my brain immediately went to, but that happened a lot. But I guess it really didn't go beyond, like, I, I wasn't anywhere near passing out at any point. You know what I mean? There there were a couple moments where I was like, oh, it's it's getting difficult to breathe. This is kind of, you know, but I, no, I never felt like I was going to pass we're, out. We're, we're, talking, we're talking like um, chokehold or like bag over your head breath play. Not oh okay yeah. yeah not 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 your not your throat and holding you know your uh, veins you know we're talking like you're going to possibly pass out level which is why I mentioned the the consciousness plays because I've I've 
I've I've done that. I've had people come to me and go like, "Hey, you know, I want to go all the way out." Yeah, and and again, that comes back to having training, right, with my father, with, with martial arts, right? Like I'm I'm comfortable doing that after there is a very thorough conversation, right, <laughs> and and things leading up to that, because they've seen consensual. Right. right, but uh, but yes, that is one of those things that uh, you do not just go at it with. Like you, you vet the people on both sides. Yeah, well, that was that was one of the things that happened um, recently. Actually, um, Dress Blacks had his hand like in the center of my chest, just sort of putting pressure down, which I've never had anybody do before. That was different, and you become acutely aware that like oh i'm pretty sure he could just crush my rib cage right now if he wanted to like that wouldn't be a problem i would crumble like a twig um which is a whole different power trip on its own when you realize i trust somebody enough to not crush my rib cage like i very much think he could do but the the feeling when he took his hand off and i could finally go like <gasps> and get that full breath in was so different than anything I'd experienced before. And that was one of the things that he did check in with after, which I appreciated to say, how did you feel about that? I, he was like, I know for some people that can be huge. And I was like, it was different um, for me. And again, I got stuck on, for me, I was like, you could break my ribs, like all of them. He's like, yeah, I could. <laughs> and he's like, are you okay? Does that scare you? And I'm like, not as much as it should. <laughs> That's part I of probably, it, the adrenaline rush coming out of it. Like, I, I probably should have been more afraid um, than I was. But it was just a very... And I think that's part of it, too, is just recognizing that you trust somebody enough to do that. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you could snap me like a twig. Fantastic. Great. Well, I think that's always been part of of the dynamic you and I have is that, that you know, there is that element for you. are a foot taller than me. Yes. You're gigantic. You're a monster next to me. Yeah, and I'm designed to lift and throw, right? So it's just like, hey, here you go. That happened yesterday, too, and I, I can't remember the last time I was just manhandled, and I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. That's what that feels like, to be small and to be, you know... I don't want to say dainty, but, like, dress blacks and I are pretty evenly matched as far as height, and honestly, probably as far as weight, too. Like, I, I'm, I might outweigh him by a little bit, but not significantly, right? And so, I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And he just went, Phew! and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Apparently, no, that won't be fine. Apparently, I'll be going that way, because that's what I'm expected to do right now. Yeah. Um... Some but of that yeah. uh, weight is in muscle. <laughs> yes, some of his weight is in muscle, yes. Right. And I, I got distracted. And I, think, and I think that's always been part of the dynamic <laughs> you and I have had, is that that response of like, oh yeah, no, you're just going to do what you want, and I'm here for the ride, and thank God it's going to be a fun one. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping, right? Yeah. That's That's the idea, but like... I think for me, too, it goes back to a conversation we had um, about impact play, right? Like, there are different types of pain. Yes. Um, 
I would very much like when we talk about um, embarrassment is one thing, humiliation is another. Like, keep my emotional pain out of it, please. Like, if we could just keep my trauma stowed safely in its box, that would be great. I'd appreciate if we could just leave that tucked away. But like, when you go into physical pain, part of it, I think, is a challenge in my brain of can I take it? Um, and it's not necessarily even do I want to take it, but it's like, no, this is a thing that you're going to do because you can. And it's a way for me, and it's weird because it's very much giving up control to another person, but it's a way of making me feel in control because it's something specific and measurable that I can say, no, 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 but look, I did this. I did. Are you laughing at me, 12? Yes, yes. Just the phrasing is uh, is great. That I can take it? it was, is this why we're giggling? It, yes, yes. Uh, just conversations you and I have had, and it, and that plays. Uh, oh, the make me take it conversation. Yeah, yes. that's a whole different for another day. But um, for me to know that I could do it, right? Like, here's a thing that it hurt, but I did it. Um, that's a huge thing for me. Um, and I think that's just like my little give me a gold star brain. The, that's where the good girl comes out and you're just like, okay. That's- yes. <laughs> I feel like I had other questions and now I can't. Oh, we just came there, at you. <laughs> are there, are there any specific things? Cause I know obviously, uh, 12, you have zero interest in being in any type of pain. Um, but switch because I know you've expressed it. Is there any specific thing that you can think of that you're like, absolutely not, never, don't, don't come near me with this idea with a twelve foot pole. Uh, we know the mental part, but um, yeah, probably more locations. Like yeah, that's what I, my first thought was um, fingernails. I don't want anybody oh, near yeah. my fingernails. Oh yeah. Anything that I, even in movies, if I watch someone, someone's hands being mutilated or something on them, uh uh-uh, I'm out, totally out. Probably not my stomach, probably would be a good ego spot, but yeah, fingernails, uh, things around very, very sensitive locations, no. (laughs) You you put me in a chair and interrogate me for something, touch my hands, and I'm like, okay, uh, they're at here. (laughs) What do you want to know? (laughs) What do you want to know? Do I, well, before I get to, you know, that, do I get to keep my fingers if I tell you? (laughs) That, that, you know. I will tell you everything. Yeah, toes, fingers, appendages, mm -mm, mm -mm, no. That just, I'm feeling it right now, and it's like, ugh. So I'm 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 grinning just because of how much my like D and D questionnaire for players as a DM is akin to my like what are your what are your your safeties questionnaire you know <laughs> what are your safeties I have a story about that one at some point actually I'll send it to you guys it's from somebody else go ahead continue sorry so so any any questions. About, about to say, well, see, for, for me, I'm curious, 12, mm. what is it about the pain that gives you like a no, I'm not, I'm not interested in this? Because I've known like a lot of people like scratches <laughs> down their back, yeah. for instance, or, or, um, certain levels of biting or, um, 
well, I don't say pinching because that's so, the word. I bite nipples. Like for instance, no, no, I no. have a tendency no, no, no. to bite. I, and so I get what you're getting at, and you know, let's let's be clear. Like you biting me is one of those things that is going to happen. Uh, you know, it, general you, or you're saying me specifically? Like, like I'm you I'm going to biting me. Okay, is a thing that is going <laughs> to happen at some point. So it's not like it's a a total lack of desire for pain. Uh, it's just an acknowledgement of the general no, uh, and and that is in large part just because of the the, the sensory sensitivity, right? Like it's mm-hmm. uh, just thinking about it, it makes my skin crawl. You know, like it like it hits my spine and then it goes up. It's a very weird sensation. Has there ever been anything um, that surprised you? Because I know, again, you say you don't like pain. Has there ever been something that you've been like, uh, and then you're like, oh, okay, never mind. That wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Well, the first time I ever took a flogger, that was that was my first thought. I was like, eh, and then they did it. And I was like, oh, okay. Not as <laughs> bad as I, I thought. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the anticipation, and then a whole bunch of other things went along with that. But, yeah, I didn't think I'd ever really, really want to be hit with something like that. Because I'm so used to, like, as you said, the, uh, uh, like, nails down the back or, you know, sharp pain, not not thudding pain most of the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't think of a listening response. For me, it comes from the opposite side, where it's not so much about experiencing the pain as uh, allowing them to inflict it so that they can watch it do nothing. Gotcha. Hmm. See, that makes me want to hit you with things, but that's probably not the proper response to that. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's a story about, about that scar, actually, but... Uh... There's a there's a fuck around and find out button that gets pushed at some point that just I have curiosities but I'm trying to think I feel like this is going to be such a short episode I you know we did originally plan the episodes to be around thirty minutes not an hour <laughs> I know right we just got so excited to talk about the other stuff um, I think masochism is a difficult one to to talk about sadism and masochism right because i think societally we paint it in a different light um and we we hold that up as an example of something that's so extreme that it's it's bad or it's wrong um and i think you know we talked about um don't say real names i almost said my real name trying to tell myself not to say somebody else's real name i'm losing my mind guys um Dress Blacks brought up last week that, you know, um, sadism is a spectrum. Same thing, flip side. Masochism is a spectrum. Really, it all is. But I think when we talk about these things that tend to be thought of in such extreme tendencies, we have to recognize that it is a spectrum and that there are different levels of things that you can enjoy and different levels of things that you can do with your partner or by yourself so long as everybody is informed and consenting. Um that that can add a lot to to your life and your um your your enjoyment of of another person in general um that being said because it does tend to have 
such extremes, I think it's one that's especially important, like you said, um, consent, um, informed consent and vetting the people around you and making sure everybody understands what they're getting into, but also understanding um, where it can go to. Um, I think, um, Switch, you made an excellent point earlier in the evening, is um, it's not always necessarily what you're okay with as it's happening it's what you're okay with after the fact because god forbid something does go wrong you have to be able to live with the fact that like you you may have choked somebody into unconsciousness that might not have been your intent but it happens or Mm -hmm. you know i think oh god which one of you said it fuck um it was probably 12 Having to be aware of, bless you, he's sneezing. Having to be aware of um, your partner's limits when your partner isn't. Because a lot of times, I think, um, and I say this from a submissive point of view, obviously, like when you're in that mindset, you're not always making, for me, like my brain goes, no, 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 you can do this. You can take this. And then later I'm like, oh, right, maybe that was harder than I should have gone. Um so it's important for you to be aware of yourself and for your partner to be aware of you because you're both responsible in that situation. So, Well, I have an example, actually. Um, when AP and I were together, um, we would, you know, we did light, light BDSM stuff because we, we weren't really into it. We weren't really, like, in the scene of people at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would do the choking and stuff like that. And one time she didn't give me a signal for to stop choking and Mm -hmm. she actually did pass out and i was like oh my god oh my god is she okay Mm because there's they don't just pass out there's limbs that can that move flail or you know involuntarily um the eyes you know you go you know close sometimes and it was as soon as i noticed she was moving not normally i immediately let go but Mm -hmm. um and we weren't like breath play. It was that she just wasn't getting enough blood to her head at that mm-hmm. point, um, and that was that was terrifying. I was like, "Oh my god, is she okay?" Thankfully, she came back a couple seconds later, and it it, it rattled me a little bit. And we we discussed we discussed it. Said, "Hey, are you all right?" She's like, "Yeah, let's not do that again." I didn't really feel that it was the thing I want to do, you know. You know, but I'm glad we we found your boundary or my boundary, and I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, at least she's okay. I I will get over this. We didn't do the choking thing for a couple, you know, nights, but it was on my head, on my mind a lot that you know, if I would have continued not paying attention, something serious could have happened. Well, to at that point, to extend off of that and to go back to vetting, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, an incident like that, and some people can trigger epileptic episodes as a result. Right, because you choke them out and it triggers that person's now suddenly having a seizure. Essentially, that's what she had, a small seizure when, when she physically finished pass, or getting to the passing out part. Because that's not something that she normally does. Like Her, she, her arms were, were flailing a bit. Not in the point of, like, get off of me, but just, just randomly. And it was scary. I was like, oh my god. Right, so you've, you've got to go prepped. You have to come into that prepped to handle the other person's medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's, you know, we, we go back to Dom's. You're not, you're, 
neither side of this equation are is obligated to the uh, to the other. Thankfully, I know what a seizure looks like now with with the with Bunny, you know. And it's not we don't go that far. That's not something she wants. But in general, she does have seizures for different for reasons that have happened to her in the past. And it it is she doesn't play all like that. <laughs> it is surprisingly common within the community. I I don't know if the, if that's just much like the nerdy side, we attract a particular type of person or. Are you finally watching that video I sent you? I didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was the cat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so nosy. <laughs> I didn't look enough. at it before. Holy so hell. Yeah. Oh my god. That's the vibrating one. Um, <laughs> we'll go over that later. Um, it's so big. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Oh, I'm sorry, friends and listeners. I apologize. I just derailed that entirely. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. Whew. I have so many questions. You can have All them right, gentlemen, after the podcast. Is there anything that you podcast. feel is absolutely pertinent that we need to mention in our discussion of masochism and finishing up of our acronym uh, BDSM before we move on to our next topic? Nothing that's coming out uh, to the top of my head at the moment. Fantastic. Oh, um, okay. Well, I have one. I have one. I was going to let 12 go first. I apologize. But um, um, overarching is, you know, make sure you know what the other person is wanting or doing and you're okay with it across all of it, the, the whole spectrum of all of this. Um, know your limits. Know, know um, where you want to go with it. And keep checking in all the time. You know, if it's Absolutely. set for every week or every month, double check with your partner and double check with yourself. Don't forget yourself. You are number one in your life and you don't want to, you know, mess it up with, for yourself or somebody else or them accidentally hurt you or vice versa. You know, be safe. 100%. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. Now I and don't doubt don't doubt the thing like if there's something that doesn't make you feel comfortable no matter how silly it may seem um don't go against what you're feeling um you know just because don't let you don't talk yourself into the feeling of oh well we did xyz why is you know qrs making me uncomfortable that's that's much less extreme or what have you if if it doesn't make sense in your brain and it doesn't feel right to you don't do it. Now I just have the anti-drinking PSA tagline stuck in my head. Know your limits, stay within it. There you go. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Try not to drink while you're doing things, because you are unpaired at that point, everybody. Unless it's part of the scene and you have somebody that's going to make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> All There's right. a whole bunch of reasons. Kink responsibly. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, we'll make shirts. Harry has a merch store. There we go. Know there your limits, stay within it, kink responsibly. There we go. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Um, thank you, friends and listeners, for joining us for, uh, for yet another episode of Nerdgasm Presents Kink Quest. Thank you for being with us for bondage and dominance and discipline and sadism and submission and masochism 
and we hope that you continue to come back to listen to us um, talk about more topics. Um, if you have something specific that you have questions about or you would like to hear us talk about something specific, fantastic. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at Nerdgasm Inc. That's N3RDGA5MINC. Normally, this is where we would plug ourselves if you were listening to the actual podcast, but you're not. You're listening to our side quest. So you can go ahead and find all of our links in the description. Um, again, I have been the Mupacabra. With me have been 12-Sided Guy and Switch Rigs, two of my very favorite boys in the entire universe. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. I hope you have a fantastic evening. I hope you have an even better tomorrow. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. <laughs> we hope you have a great evening, friends. Bye for now.